This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the Western Hunting Up podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to be actually at the Black Hills Sports Show uh, nice and short episode because I know that oftentimes sports show, trade show, expo, whatever you want to call them, episodes can be kind of noisy and loud and a little noisy and ju- just talking to people about their products. But I really focused on making this one worthwhile and listening to to pick up a couple of tips. Uh, and I found Travis from Buckstorm to share some of those good tips. Just some of those things that while you're walking around trade show, not just trying to win a gun, trying to win a hunt, that sort of thing, uh, but to ask and engage with these outdoor industry companies and folks to try and learn something new. How to pick out some gear, how to um, ask, get an outfitter uh, to, to tell you really who they are, uh, ask those questions, and then uh, to make sure you got a more successful 2022-2023 hunt down the road. Uh, I never really was into going to these trade shows, but uh, after really just kind of breaking out of my shell a little bit, walking around chatting with people, they're actually kind of fun. I really enjoyed it, uh, and, and I haven't even been to really many of those big ones. So I look forward to the day going to, say, Sheep Show or um, Western Hunt Expo and some of those big ones that uh, have tons and tons of booths and lots of people in the hunting world that have gear and all kinds of knowledge and, and fun stuff to learn. So I would highly suggest looking up your local sports show. Go check it out. Maybe you're in the market for a camper or a boat. That'd be a good option. So I found uh, Buckstorm from here in South Dakota, Rapid City, South Dakota. They got a pretty successful little YouTube channel that uh, they've also dove into the outfitting world. So great guys. I uh, wanted to grab this interview with them. Uh, as, and they had a busy table as well as I did there. So we were trying to get some time and finally found some time on Sunday. So I'm glad it, it worked. Big thanks to those guys there. Uh, too bad we didn't get a little 
more time with Jeremy and Austin. They were also there at the booth. Uh, also some really great guys. I have, during this sports show, a little giveaway uh, on the 20th of February. It is going to end. At the sports show, I was trying to give away some wilderness athlete as well as two, three memberships to or not two, but four Euronix memberships. So we've got two that are elite, that's all 50 states, and one that's a premium, just one state. So there's going to be three winners. Uh, if you click down below at the link for the King Sumo giveaway, um, that's the website it's going to take you to. I will make sure that giveaway link is down in the show notes. Just go down there, click into it, and you can find your ways to get your entry into that. First winner, $160 value. Second winner, $160 value. Third winner gets $90 value or so. But with some of my favorite products from Wilderness Athlete as well as Onyx. So you better check that out. Let's get rolling here with our episode with Buckstorm at the Black Hills Sports Show. Hey everyone, thanks for jumping on the podcast. I am joined today with Travis, Jeremy, and Austin. Travis on the mic from Buckstorm and Buckstorm Hunts. And so we're sitting here at the Black Hills Sports Show in Rapid City, South Dakota. Thank you, gentlemen, and more so, Travis is on yeah. the mic. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for having us on, for yeah, sure. So first, if we could, just uh, introduce yourself again. Uh, it's been a little while since you've been on the podcast. Uh, yeah. Both locals here, locals here to... Uh, South Dakota. Absolutely. You're local to Rapid City more so than I am. Right, uh, right. Born an hour south of here, but it's yep. been a long time. So yeah, anyway, sure. but uh, these guys do some cool stuff on YouTube as well as uh, jumping into the outfitting world. And we're in show season right now. Every people, Everyone across the, the country is going to shows and uh, the lucky dogs that live closer to Salt Lake and Denver gets to, get to do some really cool shows. Right, for uh, sure. And win some cool stuff. But anyway, first introduce yourself and tell us what you're all about. Yeah, I'm uh, Travis Teal from Buckstorm. Jeremy and Austin are here in the background. Say hi, guys. Hello. What's up? Yep, they already did that once. This yeah, is take two. Yeah, for sure. But we're uh, we're at the Black Hill Sports Show. It's been a really good show uh, in Rapid City, South Dakota. It's that time of year, kind of the off season, and uh, we'll get into what we mentioned, uh, just kind of talking about how you guys could use some shows and whatnot to help you out in the off season. But that's who we are, and we do a weekly series on YouTube, and uh, hopefully you can learn a little something from it. And we'll kind of run with it. Yeah, yes. So. Yeah. The the big big thing is I, as I'm walking around here and my booth's here uh, is the is the theme that I'm seeing is the preparation for 2022 hunts. And already, if you're planning on Wyoming elk. You've already missed a huge, huge deadline. Yeah, big time. So, yep. Yep. and people think, uh, I heard in, in uh, one of the offices the other day, it's like, calls are coming in for people looking at deer apps already. And they thought that was crazy. Like, no, that's not crazy. Exactly. If you want to hunt in the West, you want to hunt anywhere, you got to you got to plan. And if yep. you want to be a successful hunter, you got to plan. Exactly. Uh, and, and I'm I'm still, I'm looking for tax service right now. I don't have a, I don't plan on shooting anything big, but you never do. Right, uh, right. You hope so. Yeah. So I'm looking for a tax service. I don't want to be hustling around come November yep. with a dead deer hanging from a tree, hoping I, I can go find something. Right, and you want to know you can trust your taxidermist. You know, you don't just want to roll the dice when the time comes yeah. and ruin your once in a lifetime animal. Exactly. You know, so drop five to a thousand bucks or more. Exactly, uh, especially exactly. cats. Yeah, cats. no doubt, no doubt. You know, on uh, um, I know meat eaters looking for effed up old. Uh, mounts and everything mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> cats are probably gonna 
uh, hit a lot of their calendars. Oh, there for, for sure. Because people struggle with cats. Taxidermists just, yep. it's one of those Tough. skilled, skilled things. So you don't want to mess that up and have exactly. a cool Exactly, exactly. So walking around here, it's, it's, and this this show here in South Dakota is a pretty small one. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, uh, but worth your time if you're in the area, just to, just to get to know some of the, the folks in the area and some of the businesses. But looking around here, we got taxidermists. And, well, but the big one, I think, is gear. Yeah, uh, yep. especially a gear across the aisle there with uh, the silence of suppressors. Yep. I mean, yep. that you got to plan ahead for. Yeah, for uh, sure. I was about a month too short on mine last year, so it took a instead of the estimated eight months, it took ten. Yep, I just so. ordered one this morning. <laughs> but like you said, planning ahead, it's they have a way to expedite it at the moment, and it's supposed to be three to five months, hopefully. So on oh, the online, yeah, the online so should system. have it. Um, before season gets here which is why i did it now yeah yeah so. well very good did you what'd you go with uh banish 30 ah, so that's i think they're they're top selling one yeah for sure yeah. it's kind of the one that you buy one fit all pretty much so. yeah exactly that's what i was thinking then then i went and threaded multiple guns and realized shoot you gotta switch, switch these back and forth yep and if you sight it in for that suppressor yep you gotta keep that thing on it and exactly. only shoot it without that exactly I'm excited. I just bought a gun yesterday. Nice. A uh, new uh, Winchester Model 70. Yeah. Uh, 300 short mag. Nice. Had some Can't fe- go wrong. The featherweight, and it's already got the, the stock glass bedded, and trigger work's done, and the barrel's been floated, and uh, it's got a nice muzzle brake on it, so I can just take that off. Nice. And it's been shorted a little bit, so I'm I'm excited. My, my gun is, that my main gun died this year. It had some little dimples in the catastrophic failure yeah so it's time to get a new one (laughs) so yeah looking around here we're getting some plans for for what uh what we need for the coming season but before we even talk about gear like talk to me about new hunters people wanting to get into the field what is one of those main barriers of thinking they need need the stuff we don't need this stuff talk to me about that yeah yeah so i think a big thing is like there's needs versus wants and people get wrapped up in like the hunting world right now and thinking they need all the top of the line gear. Yeah. And it's not like you just need to start out. You don't even know if you're going to enjoy a backcountry hunt. So don't go spend thousands of dollars. Just, you know, buy the necessities, do a little research, maybe buy a pack, uh, use pack from somebody, you yeah. know, but you go to shows like this, you get to try some stuff on, you get to meet people, you get to see what their company's all about. Um, Cause I'm a big believer too, in doing business with good people. Um, they got to have a good product, but when you meet good people, they almost always have a good product right. because that's what they do. You know, if they're a good person and they're like religiously like working on bettering their product and mm-hmm. they're knowledgeable about it and they're not just like completely into themselves, it just seems to like they have a better product most of the time. So yeah, that's a good thing to look at. But I think the biggest thing is a lot of people get too wrapped up and thinking they need the best of the best. You know, if you're getting new into bow hunting, you don't need to go buy a $1,200, $1,500 bow setup. You know, you might not even like bow hunting. So buy a used bow, buy whatever, you know, buy a cheaper entry-level bow. Just get a start. Technology where it's at, like, you really can't go wrong right now in the archery world, especially for starting out. Yeah, okay. It's not till you get to know a bow get to know the equipment realize that there's some nicer stuff out there exactly yeah and some of that is just all allows you to get out there longer further uh maybe that and if you know what what uh um the 
what's the weight ahead on your arrow foc yeah <laughs> yeah if you know what f if you don't know what foc is it doesn't yeah. matter yeah exactly <laughs> exactly it, it doesn't have a any impact on what you're doing right right so. and go to your local archery shop you know i mean every local archery shop that most of them anyhow that i've been to they're very helpful they're going to help you get set up they're going to give you tips on how to shoot yeah. if you've never shot a bow uh, don't necessarily just try to teach yourself, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah. Cause that's what it's all about. You know, like just little things. If you like people message us all the time and ask for just quick tips, you know, a little advice and we'll always help out. But the last thing I'm going to tell everyone is you need a $500 pack and you need this and you need that. And like, you need to spend all this money cause it's not true. You know? Right. Yeah. I'm getting real tired of some retail gun shops yeah. thinking they got a god complex yeah and that if you can't don't buy their gun then yeah exactly then uh whatever or you you don't come in there they're mad because they don't you don't come in there with a decision made yeah so pack up and go somewhere else yeah you know exactly. get the business i like good customer service and exactly. yeah that's important to me so as we're looking at these business i know you said character is a big thing and, and yeah. uh, are they passionate about their product yep but say we go looking at at uh, a pack company or um, give me some specific examples of a pack company or, uh, uh, maybe, maybe down the road, down the row at the mm-hmm. suppressors. What exactly was in the back of your mind, some clues that you were looking for besides some of those character things? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm kind of new to the suppressor world. So, and I, I actually have got to know the guys at silencer central. So it's a little different. Just, I kind of trust their opinion, you know, they're oh, gun sure. guys. Yeah. So they, yeah. they shoot all the time. They know what they're talking about. So like oh you tell them what kind of calibers you have they're going to point you in the right direction and it's not like one costs way more than another so they're going to point you towards the one that's going to save you money right they of course they'd like to sell you multiple ones if they can you know but if you don't need more than one if you're like hey i only take one rifle out at a time i can just transfer this then there's no reason to own one for every weapon you know so it's like um that's that's something i i've kind of looked into and i've chatted with them at the last couple trade shows and just uh, it took me a little while to pull the trigger i did a little my own background research you know and see what's out there but i noticed the new hunters are like research driven yep yep. very research driven and go and dig and make me a little jealous sometimes because they're digging into everything and they're trying to learn yep. decades worth of info right. in a year and, they're and trying i think to get it's caught up. i think it's kind of refreshing though and it's like a good reminder that even if you've been hunting for a long time it's good to like look into these new products and look into just new ways of doing things and mm-hmm. you know you get set in your ways and there's always something you can learn you know i learn something every oh, time yeah. i'm in the field so yeah it definitely makes a um difference i feel like if you're always willing to learn instead of thinking that you already know everything you know yeah yeah i, I feel like we're a little old school here in south dakota yeah. we are old school right and it's kind of fun just just uh hunting in other states like people have been using onyx and, and digital mapping for probably a decade almost yeah back when it was a chip and i mean i'm having conversations over there with people that don't know, know what it is yeah <laughs> so exactly it's, and it's again getting stuck in your ways of branch out come to these shows or go to a store with an open mind and look for some of those products that that could really help exactly. help you in the field like that is an access thing a hundred percent right i don't care about whatever brand but uh any of those things are an access thing and creating opportunities for us all hundred percent I mean, and that's just one example of maybe in this show or other shows mm-hmm. of some of those tech things now we get into the conversation of the the ethical discussion of the 
range finding bow sights. Yep. You know, yep. That's a whole other conversation. Where's the line with technology? Right. Uh, that's another conversation podcast later on. But it, I, I just drives me nuts. You can't get stuck in your ways. Get yeah. stuck in your ways and, and branch out and learn some of these, these new technologies. There's right. cool stuff. Yeah, there's a ton of great stuff out there. And don't be afraid to ask questions. You know, you go to a trade show. That's what people are there for. A lot of them aren't there. Like they might think like our booth, we sell shirts, we sell hats. That's not why we're here. We're here to meet people that watch our show. We're here to shake hands. We're here to answer questions, new hunters, kids, you know, like we've had people come by, Hey, how'd you get to where you got? Maybe they want to start filming their hunts. Maybe they're passionate about that, but they don't know how to get a start. That's why we come to these things, you know, to meet people, put a face to names on people that have followed, answer questions for new hunters you know it's not we're not here to get rich selling t-shirts and hats yeah you know that's more of a branding thing and that's that's irrelevant like we could we'd come to them without any stuff it's just you know a way to justify it but that's not the reason we're here yeah we're here to help people you know yeah absolutely and and i think some of those uh those i had a young young kid i he had to be in high school uh see him in the orange hat yesterday yeah he stopped by probably um Yeah. yeah he he stopped by and and he was saying, "Oh yeah, I got starting to film my stuff, and here's my I got my website." I said, "Oh, so cool! Check it out. I'll mm-hmm. look at it." And I hope he's not looking to try and be famous or anything. Right? It, it's kind of it's just similar to my podcast here. Is it's it's uh, I don't like to write and read. Right. <laughs> read and write. Right. Uh, it's a it's a way to document these things I'm learning, and hopefully maybe yeah. maybe that's for that kid. And maybe all the other people that are filming their own stuff, it's a way to document yep. and to relive and share yep. some of that stuff. I mean, you guys get to relive with your grandkids down the road exactly. these stories that you created. Mm-hmm. You get to see it. Yep. I can only visualize this story my grandpa has told me a hundred times right. of him crawling up on antelope and ready to get poke him with an arrow. It's like, who knows the truth on that? I know exactly. grandpa's telling some stories. But and they, that's why we do it, honestly, is we enjoy reliving a hunt. And that's what started it, and it just turned into more. And, it's, you know, we were like, hey, if we share these hunts that we've done, maybe people can learn from it. And, you know, some people are greedy, and a lot of people are like, oh, social media is ruining hunting. There's more hunters out, like, going into public land. The spot I usually hunt, there's people everywhere. I think it's great to see that. It's great to see people getting outside, not sitting on the couch, not playing video games. And if social media has contributed to that, I would say that's one great thing it's done. And maybe some people are selfish and they want to be out and they want all the land to themselves. But I think it's great to see people getting active, especially in this messed up world we live in, getting off the couch, getting away from the TV and actually using the public lands. And whether it's public or private, you know, just getting out and sharing the resource, just some people don't seem to want to share. Yeah, exactly. That is everybody or we all own it. We all have access to it. Yeah, exactly. And the continuity and the community that is built in there is so important. And I've, yep. that conversation has come up a hundred times of the division, even in the hunting community. Right. But it, it is so important to be, exactly. be open-minded and don't think you're, you're King Dick walking in here. Yeah. That you know everything. Right. Uh, it, it, I, I like to have a learning mindset. Yep. I want to learn. I want to learn from everybody. Exactly. Uh, and I am not the person to be listening to for the, the info necessarily on everything or right. anything. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I specialize in a couple of layers. Right. And I layers. feel like that's everybody. Like nobody knows everything. I don't care from Jim Shockey. I mean, okay, maybe he knows okay, everything. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, like nobody knows everything. They're all still learning. I mean, we uh, started guiding clients and we've kind of guided for years as far as like helping people out. 
but I still like to this day, I'll pick up something every once in a while from a client even that I'm like, Oh, I never really thought about that, you know, right. or like little, little tips, yeah. little tricks. Like you learn from everybody, whether it's a new hunter, old hunter, somebody comes up with some way to, um, something they put in their pack that comes in handy that you never thought of, like little tiny tips right. that you're just like, man, that's pretty slick, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, let's shift gears here just a little bit. So one of these other common things we're seeing in, in the shows are the outfitters. Yeah. Uh, yep. and you guys have been diving into that a little bit, uh, or you dive dove head first into it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, with not just mountain goat, sheep, elk. Yep. Whitetail, mule deer, right. archery, rifle. Look like you guys hit just about every avenue. Yeah. <laughs> so that and that's what's fun. It's it like, fun. you know, you'd learn these new species that you've been around but haven't had an opportunity to hunt, you yeah. know, and it just it gives you an opportunity to chase some more of that stuff. And uh, it's just, it's fun for us and we just enjoy putting the time in. And, you know, it's kind of a way to justify the time and efforts and money that we put into this. It's not just, it's way more than a hobby, you know, it's, starts as a hobby but it's just so much deeper it's like the deepest passion right behind my family that like you know if family's first by far my kids are more important than anything in this world if i had to quit hunting tomorrow for their sake i'd do it but that's not gonna happen you know yeah and you take them out and you raise them right and it's just led to some cool opportunities being able to do some outfitting yeah and you meet great people and it's just i don't know you know it's I think we had chatted before the podcast too about like picking an outfitter and you go to shows like this and there's all these outfitters set up. You get to usually meet the people, maybe even the guide that you're hunting with, or at least the owner of the place. You can get some references. You can do your research because the last thing you want to do is just book a hunt randomly when you don't know anyone that's been there. You haven't talked to anyone that's been there. You don't just want to do that. But I feel like one neat thing about our platform is we video our clients hunts and they're available to anyone else that may want to book There's a with reference us. there. And we <laughs> have a video reference of exactly what you can expect on the hunt. Yeah. And it's just kind of a different way to do it that not a lot of people are doing. Mm-hmm. And not that we're, we're like not being greedy and wanting to be like, if somebody didn't want us to video the hunt, we won't video it, you know? Yeah. But it's a cool way for the client to be able to relive that hunt as well. In addition to a potential reference, there's somebody can expect what or know what to expect if they come hunting with us. So, yeah. So, and then I'm thinking with these outfitters, I mean, you, you have people of all kind of levels of their hunting journey mm-hmm. going to an outfitter. Probably a really good, I can't speak to that because I'm not a new hunter right now, but right. A, a new hunter trying to just figure it out who can't find a community, mm-hmm. can't find a hunting buddy who just does not feel ready to go out on their own. Uh, that might be a good yeah. avenue. It's not necessarily just for the rich. Yeah. Uh, you yep. can, anybody can budget for that, put a yep. hundred bucks away here a month and five years down the road you got to hunt yeah a, a great hunt exactly so um i mean that can be for those people uh 100 and then for for guys like you and me in our 30s trying yep. to uh, branch out maybe you want to have a great elk experience in in wyoming and your bush lights are coming on in nice that's the word worst for podcasting way too much carbonation <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you guys Thanks. Uh, we got good. We got good people yeah, in no the show here. So yeah, appreciate it. I just brought you guys some bush lights. I love it. Let's say thanks for real quick. Yeah. Thanks, guys. And a break. Good stuff for a couple of required ads. Done. Right Perfect. in there. <laughs> love it. So yeah, uh, we we're talking about those, those people that are that are new, but then 
you get us in our 30s, 40s who are wanting to go have a cool experience, and, and when we drop 700 bucks on a tag, we want it. Yeah. And you travel a thousand miles or something right. on the East Coast. Or you're at the end of your career, and you're like, I am 65 years old. I still have not killed my 300-inch bull or more. Right. I want to get out and go find it. Yep. Um, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do an outfitter. So uh, as you're looking at these outfitters, and, and you as an outfitter yourself, what are some of those things to look for? Uh, yeah. and trusting that person. Yep. I think a lot of it is like you can kind of judge an outfitter based on how well they represent themselves. Um, there's probably a handful of outfitters that don't really promote themselves because they've had lifelong clients and they don't need to. So there's exceptions. But if somebody's like puts together the media kit, they have the brochures, they have very well written, detailed information. Um, they kind of have a description of what to expect, the amenities they include, everything like that. It's You can just kind of tell like they have an actual business model, and okay. they're not doing this just to steal your money. They're doing this because they do it the right way. They're telling you, like, hey, we provide dinner every night, blah, blah, blah. And it's like a detailed look at what you could expect. I feel like that's something good to look at because if it's just kind of shoddily thrown together, there's probably not a lot of expectations Maybe they don't even have their land access granted at the moment. So it's like they're booking people and they're still working on getting somewhere to hunt. Yeah. And like you get out there and the elk are on a different property and you just don't know what to expect. And I think that's one you thing you the, can look at. You know? Usually they're here. Usually they're here. It would be yep. a bummer situation. Yep. And it can happen. I mean, it is hunting. Sure. So sure. it's never a guarantee, um, even with an outfitter. But you go to a reputable one. Um, yeah, it costs more, but you're already spending the money. It might not hurt to spend a little more to make sure you're kind of insuring yourself yeah. a little bit extra opportunity there. So, Yeah, and, and what are some of those main things? You, you've got your, okay, those details of what the hunt includes. What other stats are a lot of people or, or outfitters trying to put on there? you got success rates. What yeah. else is out there? Yeah, there's success rates. Um, like on elk hunts and deer hunts, a lot of times they'll put average trophy size or like trophy potential. Mm. Um, if they know they're in an area where like maybe they've only killed like one mule deer over 180 in 10 years, yeah. and most of their deer fall in a 150 to 170 category, a good outfitter is going to put that in there. And when you cross-reference pictures from their outfit, you know, like, different clients they've had in the past and the ones there should be similar size to what they're advertising yeah um not everybody can judge by a picture obviously but you can kind of get a grasp if they're constantly killing like 200 inch deer and they say trophy potential up to 200 and there's a bunch of them on there it's probably legit you know but if yeah. they're saying trophy potential up to 200 but you're referencing their pictures and the biggest deer on there is 160 then maybe that is potentially a possibility anything is possible but yeah. they might be kind of shooting a little high you know yeah and not every like me personally i'm not i'm not torn up on inches and i even tell our clients that that book with us i'm like you know anything is possible but i'll be honest this is what most people end up harvesting there is always a chance and there we see them you know there's bigger but yeah. it's just it's i'm going to be upfront with that client you know i'm not going to feed them any false info you know i'm not going to tell them oh yeah we guarantee a 350 bull you know yeah it's going to be like, there's a lot of 300 to 320 inch bulls, and that's probably more realistic. You know, mm -hmm. uh, high 200s, not unrealistic. It just depends on how how bad you want to go home with one, or if you want to wait till the last minute and try to shoot a big one at the end if you haven't already. It's just kind of up to the hunter at that point. So. Yeah. And uh, I think some of those expectations are things you got to figure out as a hunter. Yeah. Are you okay with a high fence hunt? 
I mean, that's another story. Are you? I don't want to get into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we won't go there. Uh, but the uh, and just because you want to go shoot an access deer and get some of the meat, that's probably the one place I would go do. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Access deer is so good. But but uh, that's a good point. That's a good question to ask an outfitter. Um, if it's like an elk farm, like you see all these big elk, but if you don't know what you're looking at, the next thing you go, if that's not for you, you shouldn't be going on that hunt. You know, you right, shouldn't be. Right. But you do your research, find out it's a high fence place. If that's not what you want to do, then don't book with that outfitter. You yeah. know, if that's something that you're okay with, by all means, go do it. It's fine, you know. Yeah. But it's not for everyone. Um, it's just do whatever gets you excited personally, you know, not yeah. not what gets other people excited, you know. So I had a bad experience on the East Coast in Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go catch, just take a random trip, total mm-hmm. random trip. My wife and I go there and are, we're looking at, I want to go deep sea fishing. Let's see mm-hmm. what we can go catch. Well, offshore is ridiculous expensive, and I'd love to go catch some mahi mahi or whatever. Right. Uh, but like just the two of us, we can't get a full six pack. That's tricky. Yeah. So I ended up just finding a place, and and uh, there was ended up having mixing up with another couple. So we had four on a on a six pack boat, mm-hmm. and went out there, and it just was still that those the first mate and the captain. We're like teaching me how to fish. Yeah. I know how to fish. Right. I just don't know how to fish for your fish. Right. Exactly. My wife knows how to run a spinning rod. Right. She doesn't need instruction. She just needs to know how to, like, how to work this fish because they have a different bite and a different style. So we just want to know the tricks. I want to learn. And I told him that. It's like, I want to learn. I want to learn from you guys, but I don't want you to just hook my fish and I sit in a chair and reel it in. Yep. Yep. I have a hard time with that. I want an experience. And I think you can get the same way with an outfitter of it's a canned hunt of you just show up and pull the trigger. Yep. Uh, but then you can have other ones where you're there decision making with the guide and figuring things out mm-hmm. and learning. And it's a full experience like a hunting buddy. Yep. So what are some of those questions that, that we can ask an outfitter? Yep. Common questions that we can ask that can help uh, drive that expectation to what we're looking for. Yeah, I'd say one of the best questions you could ask is kind of just like run me through a day. Um, oh yeah. Run me through yeah. a day. Like if I book an elk hunt with you, run me through a normal day, like from bell to bell. And if they're like, Oh, we find these elk before you come and we'll be on one right away the first morning. You'll probably be done that first morning. If that's not what you're looking for. Then maybe that's not the right person. You know, I mean, just yeah. ask those questions, what to expect. Um, maybe like ask them like specific questions on like, Hey, do you cater to different types of hunting? Like maybe they say, uh, you're booking a whitetail hunt and they're like, we only do tree stand hunts. Maybe you want to spot and stock a whitetail for what, you know, whatever. Yeah. And if they're like, Oh no, 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 we only do blind hunts and you want to spot and stock one, then maybe you shouldn't book with them, you know, but just ask questions, uh, ask if they're like open to blah, blah, blah. You know, if you're, if you're like a veteran elk hunter, but you just want a good place to hunt, maybe you could ask them if they do a semi-guided hunt where they kind of like show you around, point you in the right direction. Then they just kind of let you go off on your own. Yeah. Cause me personally, that's kind of what I would enjoy. Like if I go to a place like that, that's what I would want to do. Um, more so just, just from a personal standpoint, but not everybody wants that. Somebody might want the guy calling for him. Somebody might not, you know, so yeah. just asking them those questions to see if they're open to catering to your wants. And if you don't have any specific wants, then just asking them that question, what to expect on a yeah. normal day. So you can kind of have a vision of what's going to go yeah, down. Exactly. What, uh, 
When looking at costs and things uh, of outfitters, what what are some of those things that are there? Expectations, maybe I don't know what you guys' thoughts on on tip percentages, that sort of deal. Yeah, I, want, I know because because sometimes we look at that and we start booking a plane ticket, and you're like, oh sweet, forty nine bucks to fly to Vegas. Yep. Uh, but then I got to pay for my twenty nine dollar bag, and I got to pay for this and that. So exactly in the outfitting world, what's there? I feel like a good thing to look for is like upfront, like no BS price, like. What's it actually cost to book? Does it include a tag? Like, is there any additional expenses that I'm going to incur? You know, Africa is a good example. Most hunts that you buy through Africa include like one or two animals. You get there, you want to hunt more, then you got to pay these insane prices at most places to shoot anything else. Yeah. So you just need to know that ahead of time so you can budget if that's what you want to do. So you're not just last second, you know, finding out that it's going to cost you another 20 grand to shoot what you want to shoot. Yeah. So just kind of figuring out the budget-wise, like if it's a true price or if there's more charges when it comes down yeah. to it. Does it include shipping your animal home if you fly there? Um, getting the things meat, like that. Western hunts, getting meat home is a big deal. Yeah, exactly. Especially September elk, you got to get that meat home. There's meat transporters. And yep. I don't know what they pay, but it's probably not cheap. Yep. You, so those are good questions to ask because a lot of people they worry so much about the hunt they don't even think about after the hunt and that's something yeah. that you should probably have lined up so you're not incurring a huge expense afterwards if you don't if you didn't budget for it you know yeah so exactly. well we wanted to stay around that thirty minutes and yeah and I got taxidermy questions but I did get a couple names around here we'll, yeah we'll ask the taxidermist kind of what to yeah look for sure to from them so appreciate your time let's do uh, a yeah. real quick plug your plug uh, Buckstorm Buckstorm hunts what what yeah. you guys have available for for maybe 2022, 2023? Yeah, so we'll continue to release our um, weekly episodes on YouTube. You can find our channel if you go to YouTube. Just type in Buckstorm, subscribe. You'll get notified if you hit the little bell, naturally. We're not like huge proponents of being like, hey, we want all the subs. We don't care. Subscribe if you like it. If you don't, unsubscribe. We don't care. Just <laughs> I hope, Hopefully you like it. You learn something from it. Uh, we're kind of goofballs sometimes. We just like to have fun. It's... It's kind of the way it is, but we do have some uh, turkey hunts coming up uh, this spring. We're going to do like a six-day turkey camp. We have a few openings left in that. Feel free to reach out to us, Facebook, Instagram. Our website's buckstormhunts.com. Um, if you're a South Dakota resident and you draw a super special draw tag and you want our help, uh, we'll have some openings this year. And uh, we're kind of limiting our deer hunts at the moment, but we may have some late availability deer hunts this year as well. So Awesome. Okay. Well, good deal. Thanks for your time. Yeah, thanks, Clint. Appreciate you. All right, we'll see you. To the land, but it ain't my ground. This is God's country.